Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. I love it when the boss calls us two dudes. Is that like uh, five guys, hamburgers or something like that? I'm offended that he hasn't asked me what my pronouns are. How because about- he would know that there's Zay and Zem. And he would know that yours are dude and dudeness. <laughs> there was this thing I heard yesterday, which was sort of funny, that um, who was it that... Uh, one of the it was one of the female athletes who um was getting in some trouble i I should have you know i i need to take better notes in this anyway it was pretty funny story in the respect that that uh she was complaining about the fact that there were men competing against her you know as transsexual or whatever and she started getting harassed by people you know the the lgbtqia crowd and because of the fact that she didn't have her pronouns on her social media posts. So <laughs> she put on bibbidi-bobbidi-boo or something like that, and then they got really mad. Now, once again, in the current situation where with the whole, you know, be yourself and identify however you want, how can you criticize someone for their pronouns, even if they make them up? You know what I mean? I mean, like... I was... I agree totally. And so I, I was looking up today. There's a, a, a humanoid. I started to say a gentleman. There's a humanoid that wrote a story for the Kansas City Star that I linked to. And I wanted to make sure that I described him or her as a man or female, whatever. And I went to their Twitter slash X profile and they, their descriptor was use any pronouns. <laughs> and I was like, you cannot get more inclusive than that. Right. Like, like fair play to you. You know, right, use right. any pronouns. Yes, yes. I don't care what you call me. Just call me for dinner, right? <laughs> just don't call me late for dinner, baby. Right. Well, it's interesting. I get this every once in a while. And it's typically an older woman. And I don't mean to typecast, but I go someplace. And if it's a restaurant or, you know, I go at the drive-thru and the lady will call me honey or stuff like that. And I will say to them, I love it when you call me honey. And sometimes yeah. sometimes they'll look at me and they go like, did I offend you? And I go, no, I, I'm once again, I'm complimenting you on that. I And a lot of times I'll say, in today's world, you're brave enough to throw something out there like that. You got my vote. You know what I mean? Love I mean, it. I love it. I'm with just, you 100%. Right. It's a throwback to a better era. Right. Man. And it's to the point where you go down in the South. I mean, you watch some of these old movies in the South. And to a certain extent, that still exists. It's a very... Yeah. It's a very homey kind of thing. Hey, sweetie pie. Matter of fact, if you listen to this station from time to time, you'll hear a voice comes on that says, Schnooky Putzi. You know, that's German for sweetie pie. And I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> it just, you know, I just I just thought, it just put it, I, you know, just I'm weird. I put stuff on the air. And, and every once in a while people go, okay, listen to your station. Every once in a while there's either a man or a woman that comes out and says some weird German name. I go, that's Schnooky Putzi. What is that? And you, know, and you know what, Brad? And our number one story today has a tie to Germany. Really? Well, I've got some things I want to talk about, which is a couple things that have come up for me, and one of them involves Taylor Swift and a local company, which is in the national love it. Which is in the national news because they have bought something from Taylor Swift. 
which is sort of interesting. Okay, so I went to great extent, great expense, and 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 talked to uh, you know uh, some of the people who are normally on George Nori uh, Nori's uh, Coast to Coast uh, AM Coast to Coast show, and I have brought back from the other side. This guy, and sir, what's your name again? I'm Casey Kasem. And he's going to essentially, what are you going to do, Casey? Now on with the countdown. Okay, so we've got Casey Kasem that's going to give us the countdown. And Casey, take it away. In third place. From our friends in southwest Missouri, radio station KWTO, specifically the Elijah Har Show, had Republican mastermind Greg Keller on the show yesterday afternoon. Greg was fresh from a trip to the cesspool known as Jefferson City, where he gave a first-hand account of something we discussed yesterday, which was the APAC fundraiser and the behavior of pro-Palestinian activists, both at the Capitol and at the APAC fundraiser. Right. And so Greg is eminently quotable and didn't fail to deliver yesterday on Elijah's show. He described the protesters as mostly a bunch of, quote, Stupid college kids, unquote, from Mizzou. And, you know, he talked about the importance when you set up an event like this of having security protect you against what what Greg called rowdy, violent bunch of protesters. Brad, uh, he talked a little bit. Greg talked a little bit about the value of Israel, the relationship that, that the state of Missouri has with Israel. Greg pointed out that per capita, Missouri has more Jewish folks than most states do. Greg grew up in Clayton, so he, he mentioned the fact that a number of his friends growing up happened to be Jewish. So it was a unique firsthand take from somebody who was there to witness some of the pro-Palestinian protester behavior yesterday. Now, wasn't this the group that one of the members attacked Jay Ashcraft? Wasn't that the same group? Or was it a different he, group? It, it was. It was, a, it was the same group. Now, remember, the, the, the rally was spearheaded by the Fellowship for Reconciliation, Brad. So a tackle from one of those folks is actually a sign of reconciliation, if you ask me. <laughs> so, so, and not to, to uh, I'll tell you what, uh, let, let's, let's come back to that one, uh, because okay. I got some questions about that whole situation. But instead, we are going to move on to... Up a notch to number two. Number two. Congresswoman Ann Wagner asked some very tough questions of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. And that that interaction got a lot of attention yesterday, specifically from Fox Business. And Ann Ann Wagner went on Mark Reardon's show yesterday to talk a little bit about the interaction. The gist of the whole thing is that the House Judiciary Committee, most folks probably remember the story, found a number of documents in which the Treasury Department was asking financial institutions to search their transaction records for Americans who sent payments or made payments with terms including Bass Pro Shops, Cabela, MAGA, other terms that might, according to the Biden administration, indicate that that person was involved in some extremism. So Janet Yellen occasionally goes before the House, I believe it's the Financial Services Committee, of which Ann Wagner is a member. Ann Wagner chairs one of the subcommittees. According to Ann's telling of the story on Reardon's show, Ann says she was looking to ask Janet Yellen a softball. So take that statement from Ann as, as uh, candid or not. But she says, I was just asking the, the secretary what I thought was a softball, and I was appalled by how poor her answer was. If you read what Janet Yellen says, which is repeatedly saying, 
I don't know the answer to that, but we're looking into it and completely evasive. And so Anne, Anne essentially did a victory lap on Mark Reardon's show to talk about how she's been pressing Janet Yellen on, on, on these type of topics since 2021. Okay, hold, hold on a minute. You, you threw something up there. Let me, let me clarification on the field. There's a red, red flag in the field. <laughs> yeah, throw a flag on this. <laughs> so you're saying that the government was scanning emails for the words Cabela and Bass Pro? Not email. No, not emails. So as Ann describes it, as Congresswoman Wagner describes it, the Treasury Department reached out to a finance – there's a group of uh, financial regulators essentially, a, a financial regulation body, and the name of it escapes me right now. I don't have it in front of me. But that group can ask members to search through their transactions. So for example, if you were to Venmo someone, oh, Brad, I get what you're saying. and say, here's a payment for uh, item X or MAGA – or whatever your transaction is labeled, well, those financial institutions can do a transact, can do a search, or, and or those groups can go and see what you purchase by doing a search for payments at a Cabela's or a Bass Pro Shops. So, and there, this was in the news last year about that they put a new code into, and, and the smartest woman in the world knows this story inside out because I said something about it when I was on the old station, and she criticized me for not knowing what I was talking about, and she did school me on it. But they put in a new code in the reporting system for credit cards, which essentially is gun shops. And that's right. Yeah, and it was, um, I don't mean to interrupt, uh, and I won't interrupt. But but Ann Wagner mentioned that specific code. Go ahead. Yes, and specifically, it's a new code that if you go to Cabela's and if. I, this is the thing I think it's sort of scary about this. If you go to Cabela's and you buy, uh, you know, go to Cabela's store and maybe about one twentieth of the store is devoted to guns and the rest of the store, you know, like 90% of the store is camping gear and fishing you know, equipment right, whatever. and stuff yeah. like that. You know, waiters for, you know, you go and fly fishing and stuff like that. But I believe now is no matter what you buy at that store, you get that code. That it's, it's, yeah. it's, and I'm going like, okay, now hold on a minute now. So, so in other words, if you mention that, if you, if like, if you put that, uh, like, let's say I were to buy, I bought you, I, I know you're a big fly fisherman. I bought you a new set of waders and, and, uh, because they were on sale and you were out of town and I dropped them off at your house. I said, Hey, uh, Hey John, I'll just shoot you, a, 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 a like a, a, a PayPal, you know, payment request. And, uh, I'll just put in the, in the memo category, uh, waiters from Cabela's that would be flagged then. Yeah, that would be so. So that's the question, and that's what the House Judiciary Committee had revealed in a previous investigation. So Ann Wagner was picking up that thread, so to speak, to press Janet Yellen on this topic, and Yellen essentially said, "We're doing the homework, and we'll get back to you." You know, once again, I will say this: that if we had found out that some aliens had gone onto planet Earth in the early 1800s and had rounded up all our founding fathers and cryogenically frozen them and had taken them to planet Z somewhere and tomorrow they showed up back in the United States and they landed in Washington DC at Reagan International Airport and they unfroze all these these founding fathers and they took them around Washington and they saw how government is now run now they would go what the hell happened you know what i'm saying i mean yeah it would be and and they would say what's your venmo well, they would say Venmo me. God, it's funny you should talk about that because I had, you know, maybe that's a topic we'll talk about later in the hour. I have a, someone that I'm helping out with a website. I'm, you know, I do web development and I'm not the best at it, but 
I can do, you know, I mean, like I do the BJ show dot yeah, coach do. sites and, and you, stuff you like that. And you put them up quickly. Yeah. I mean, nothing real fancy, but, you know, quite honestly, there's a whole theory in web design now that the sites should not be very complex and they should be sort of open and airy. And, you know, it's the whole, whole responsiveness thing. But I had someone I'm working with yesterday and I'm putting up an e-commerce site for them. And there was a funny, funny back and forth between me and this person, which I thought was sort of interesting. And... Once again, this person is, shall we say, is more of a Democrat than a Republican. And when I explain something to this person about the way uh, the electronic transfer funds was going through, like Venmo and PayPal, they were a little bit like, huh? (laughs) Wow. So, I mean, because of the fact that the fees that are charged and stuff like that. But anyway, that's another thing. Okay. On with the countdown. The number one. And it's John with his number one. If you go to the Post-Dispatch website today, you'll see a banner that screams at you, just in. And it is an agriculture story that involves our local workforce and America's farmers and a lot of folks, frankly, in Franklin County around here. A federal judge based in Arizona has essentially banned the use of one of the most popular herbicides that farmers use in the United States. And it's a chemistry called dicamba. You say, John, I'm not a farmer. Who cares? Well, it's one of the most widely used herbicides by the folks that produce your food. And also, this is quite a huge setback to local employer Bayer. Now, I have an extreme pro-Bayer bias. As regular listeners know, I worked at the old Monsanto and then Bayer for a total of 12 and a half years, 100 glorious months at that company. And I spent around five years working on this, working on the public acceptance and the freedom to operate around this particular technology. So that's not a flex or a humble brag. That's just saying I I recognize the importance that this has to American farmers. So this has already started moving markets. Bayer's number one competitor in soybeans and some of these crops, which is a company called Corteva, their stock is already up 4% pre-market. The idea being that if farmers have to move away from this particular type of technology, they would go to a competitor technology. So it is a huge deal in agriculture. If you happen to be scanning across farm radio or Ag Day TV, it will be the top headline today, and you'll see it at the top of the Post-Dispatch. And Dicamba is a Monsanto slash Bayer product, correct? That's, that's exactly correct. And it's also produced, it's been produced for many decades, but it's today it's most closely associated with Bayer, although companies like BASF also sell it, and other companies sell uh, seeds that are tolerant to that herbicide. So it's a huge deal. And then I would also add, too, that next month, in fact, in less than a month, Bayer is having its annual shareholder meeting, which it calls not the shareholder meeting, but its annual capital markets day. The company has been under a ton of pressure. The stock is down almost 60% over the last five years. The stock has been a disaster for investors. So they're already under a ton of pressure and this will have a huge impact. And, and quite frankly, Bayer is, Bayer has already announced that they're making massive job cuts under something that they have rebranded. They've rebranded, Brad, their layoff program called Dynamic Shared Ownership, which means good luck keeping your job. So as the company makes massive layoffs, they're also faced with this huge cut to their business. 
So it's it's big news for a local employer. Well, we we've talked about this before, and I I ask you up front. I said, didn't Bear see this whole thing coming with when they bought Monsanto, which essentially is the maker of Roundup? Didn't they see this? this coming didn't they see this yeah, wave on the, absolutely on the and, future? And, and you know brand that's one of the reasons why the former ceo is long gone and the company has a new ceo and i just read a, a, I went back and i read a piece today i believe it was from reuters that this is the the acquisition of monsanto is seen as a monumental disaster and very it, it, cataclysmic to the price of Bayer. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why long-term Bayer shareholders have been so upset that many of the shareholders have been calling for the company to actually spin off the agriculture unit. Folks know that you can buy Bayer products by going to the store and buying aspirin. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. buy consumer products. Go ahead. Matter of, well, matter of fact, their, their, their logo is a Bayer aspirin. Isn't that the logo? Yeah, the, you're exactly – it's the Bayer Cross, yeah, right. which you'll find on a Bayer aspirin. It's the Bayer Cross. So this, is, this has really – and again, I have an extreme pro-Bayer bias because some of my favorite people in the world are still there. And I know that the company is doing really good things. But this is this, – this, could portend even worse news for the company here in Missouri. Okay, real quick, because we're up against a break here. The dicamba thing, and once again, this is me being Mr. Nerd, and I read all sorts of crazy stuff, and things stick in my brain that shouldn't. But wasn't one of the issues with dicamba that if Farmer A sprayed it on his crops, there was like a mist that went into Farmer B's crops, and it and it killed his crops. Wasn't that part of the deal with Dicamba? That is the exact basis of billion-dollar lawsuits, Brad. You're exactly right. It's the idea of herbicide drift versus what you're referring to, which is volatility. Yep. Right. And and when because the, the seeds that Farmer A would plant would be tolerant of the Dicamba, but the seeds that Farmer B would plant, who might be right next door, are not Dicamba tolerant, and that would kill his crop, correct? You're, you're exactly right. And that, and that was the basis of there's – folks will remember there was a peach farmer – down in southeast Missouri, who won? Gosh, I don't know how many. I, I don't even know what the number is. But it was one of the one of the drip, drip, drips that negatively affected bear shareholders. You're exactly right. And did it also involve cotton crops as well? Too wasn't cotton one of the yeah, crops? Yeah, yeah. I mean, cotton and soybean crops are tolerant to, and those chemistries. And these are the ones that I worked on when I was at the company. Were rapidly adopted by farmers, and is a huge part of the bear business. I tell you what, you know, I mean, you know what's fascinating to me being a business person myself? There are so many intricacies of every single industry. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you, I, yeah. You, you pop open the hood. In the old days, you pop open the hood of a car and you saw like an engine, an air cleaner, and it was pretty much it. Now you open up the hood of a car and it's like these businesses were like, holy cow, what's all this crap underneath the yeah. hood? What, is, what does this thing do? What does this hose go? You know what I mean? It's just like complicated stuff. Okay, we have to take a break. Uh, let me see. I recue this. I screwed that up. And uh, Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?